Hi everyone, it's Hannah. And Holly, and we're just here to say that um, if you are enjoying the show and you want to show us some support, we now have a Patreon, um, which will be linked in the description. So head on over there. We've got very exciting things coming, uh, including Celebrity Corner and Bad Book Club. So if that's something you'd like to hear more about, go check it out. And thank you for your enduring support. We love you. Enjoy the podcast. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Culture Hang, the podcast where we talk about pop culture and we hang out and we encourage you to do the same. We do. It's pop culture time. Woo! I just didn't know where that sentence was going. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's our new Woo! phrase, I guess. Woo! <laughs> pop culture time. Um, we like to begin by a, you know, we like to tip, dip our toes in the water. Uh, with some pop culture from the week. Holly, yep. shoot. What I... I mean, this is bad, because like, they only happen every four years. Well, five years in this case. But I've not been watching any of the Olympics, and I kind of feel bad I? about it, and it feels like too late now. But I have been enjoying, and kind of freaked out by, the Olympians on TikTok, who are just yes. living their best life yeah. in this kind of like summer camp tokyo style I complaining about the beds yeah i was thinking about how summer camp feely it was i was like oh yeah. kind of fun i kind of like that for them and i also love tom daly knitting oh same i literally saw that earlier today and i was like <laughs> love that man do you know what i was thinking that it kind of reminded me of this is that when i read this is gonna seem left field for a minute but stick with me when <laughs> i read the hunger games trilogy <laughs> I yep stick with me I always pictured like the Victor's Village or whatever it was as like the yeah. Olympic Village so in my head I've always linked the two so I've just always thought as like uh, the Olympic Village as some sort of like post-apocalyptic sort of situation <laughs> and then seeing the TikToks recently uh, oh, big surprise very nice not so yeah. Hunger Games no not so Hunger Games well maybe it is a bit Hunger Games but it Not feels a bit Hunger Gamesy, yeah. but like, doesn't the world feel a bit Hunger Gamesy though? Yeah, every day we drift further and further <laughs> into the dystopian nightmare. Um, I just, yeah, I think there's a, the yeah the older we get, the more parallels that are drawn between our time. It's <laughs> worrying. Suzanne Collins was just a prophet. Do you know <laughs> I, what I blame for it? Like. <laughs> reality tv because they're just doing oh, yeah. more and more to entertain us and one day love island just won't be enough for people they'll want to watch people fight to the death like you can like there is people out there that will say in all honesty they would be entertained by it we're not that far away from like gladiator yeah. hitting each other like ha- public hangings were a thing Literally. until the freaking 50s so, <laughs> i do feel this took a turn. We were talking about the Olympics and now we've moved on to yeah. how close we are to the Hunger Games. <laughs> so the Olympics in a way are the Hunger Games? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just with like nobody dying, which is great. Someone must die. <laughs> oh, God. But like statistically, surely someone's died. 
happens when you said it. <laughs> Someone must Someone die. Someone must die. <laughs> it's like threatening. Like, I'm going to fly over there, kill someone, come back. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Who did that? Watch What's it come up on the news tomorrow. They're all, like, our age or younger. Like, I think yeah, that's, I that's just going to keep happening now that we're... I mean, we're not even old, but we're yeah, but I don't like it. I just don't like it. I just kind of resent people who are like twenty and they've achieved stuff. Yeah, and like to get to get to even go to the Olympics, not even to bring in medal. Do you know what I did find out today though? Because me and my dad had the same thought. How do they get the horses to do the equestrian? How do they transfer horses across the world? They fly them in special planes. I was just picturing a horse like sat in a normal airplane, <laughs> like, sat like a human strapped in. A Bojack Horseman. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like legs are like sticking out. <laughs> I would really like to see that. Okay, well, yeah, the Olympics. I, I kind of like the um, the discourse that's been coming from the Olympics now. I feel like yeah. it kind of shows that we're growing and learning as a society. Simone um, Biles is yeah. once again just proving that she can be a incredible woman in more ways than one like to actually go do you know what this isn't good for my health so i'm going to step back from this because so hard to do like so hard to do like who has like i couldn't do that in a normal job because i'd be like oh you know like there is like as much as we think there isn't there is a stigma still around mental health so like oh yeah and like i do like the um the people who have like come out against the like uniforms they have to wear like the gymnasts oh, yes. like, uh, and like they are ridiculous why would they have to wear those like outfits those teeny tiny yeah. teeny tiny outfits when the men don't have to wear them yeah. so either we get men in thongs or we get everyone in the same outfit okay <laughs> men in mankinis oh no actually i don't want to see that at all <laughs> oh god no, does anyone want that like just like so much Ooh. hair Oh no. Anyway, just let them wear what they want. Like, I don't really understand why there needs to be, like, a. Like, well, I do understand why there has to be a uniform, but why can't, like, the, like, athletes be involved in the design? Yes, absolutely. Like, wouldn't that make sense? Be like, well, this is what I'd be most comfortable in. Stop putting them in, like, things they're uncomfortable in. You don't have to, like, imagine doing, like, the splits while you're in the teeniest little. Thing, like leotard pants, yeah, how like no. self-conscious you'd feel yeah. let them wear that they want anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's all i have on the olympics I do, i've been i've enjoyed hearing about it and i feel like because yeah. i've had some time off i should have probably watched some as well but also yeah, but yeah, there's a time difference what like, what am i supposed though? to do like you like why 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 should we watch it <laughs> why should i watch it like why? Because it is kind of entertaining. Like, parts is of it, it are entertaining. What's yeah. entertaining? Like, diving. Cycling. None of it. I have no, like... Archery. I like, I like, okay, the gymnast. Like, well done. Yeah. But she's just a lot of waiting around. Synchronised swimming. Those little, the little ho- dancy horses. Yeah. It's like the They've been flown on a plane. <laughs> weird. Weeks. But I kind of love it. Why is that a sport? Don't you think that's so bizarre? Like, so, so stupid. Yeah. You know it's come from the UK as well. Like, you know that has come from, like, hundreds of years of animal abuse that that has ended up as a sport we're on. I did like, I liked the vibe when we held the Olympics and, like, there was a load of events. Like, it was fun. It was a fun time. It was a like, good Did summer. the Olympic torch go through, like, a place near yeah. you? Yeah, yeah like, it was like, Outside my school, we like stood there oh, and that's we were like, cool. Yeah, it was really fun. I had to travel to see it pass oh. through. It went over a bridge. 
um, in a oh. small village. So we had to travel to see it, but it was good. Really it was really good. like, yeah, it's kind it of good. whale slander, if I'm honest. Well, mm. what can I say? I, I did find out my, outside my school. My area has like the worst COVID cases, not only in Wales, but in comparison to Manchester, they're like 10 times higher. Why? COVID cases. Holiday parks, mate. Yeah, that's that's awful. Thanks, England. I know. Just, just stop it. Get some help. Um, One thing I'd like to mention, because yes, I please. do think we'll probably cover this at some point. Uh, the X Factor's finally ended. <laughs> Oh Woo! wow! Uh, do you know who's probably the happiest about this? Jedward. <laughs> <laughs> they were absolutely thrilled. Were they? It oh. ended after seventeen years. Oh my god, that's yeah. terrifying. But we've got a question: Why it hadn't ended earlier? Like, I can't yeah, I thought it, it had was... ended. Yeah, no, it's still going on. It was clinging on for dear life, and oh, then dear. finally they decided that no, actually, no one wants to see it anymore. And I don't know if it's linked to any of the like. Any people talking about the exploita- exploitation? Um, I doubt it is, but there have been more people <laughs> talking about exploitation and the X Factor. So I wonder yeah. now if it's been cancelled, if more people would talk about it. I definitely want to talk about it. Oh yeah, it's on our list. It's on our list, okay guys? Do you, maybe you don't want to hear it, but I want to talk. Well, a small segue, unless there's more on the ending of X Factor. We're done with X Factor. We're moving on. <laughs> I don't want to talk Someone... about Simon Cowell. No. Ooh. Ooh. No, 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 no. Somebody who was a guest judge on the X Factor. Uh, Britney Spears, our Lord and Saviour. Yeah. actually There's a bill been introduced in America that's going to change the way the conservatorship laws are um, done so that the conservatorship conservator can petition no conservatee i think they can petition throughout the conservatorship for their own legal representation and it's like more checks and balances essentially for it because of britney so yeah it's just like worrying to me that like britney wasn't the only like person that people tried to put under conservatorship because didn't we oh, yeah. didn't you say about like in one of the podcast episodes about how they tried to do the same to either amanda Bynes or Lindsay lohan probably both yeah probably both i feel like it was this, was it not like this one woman going about just being like yeah we should start a conservatorship <laughs> uh she's evil she is and i saw i was watching i'm re-watching jane the virgin with my mum <gasps> and, and she's on it She's in it, I, and we like, saw the episode. This came up on my like, YouTube the other day. Oh, it's so good. And yes. I was like, but did Britney want to do this, or was she made to do I it? Know, this is Well, here's the thing. I also, after I was watching that on YouTube, um, got like recommended her scenes on How I Met Your Mother. And I forgot that she was in it, and she's so good in it. She's so funny. And like I was scrolling through the comments, and everyone was agreeing. And then someone said, like, a fun fact is that How I Met Your Mother was like on the edge of being cancelled like it was almost it was about to be cancelled and her guest star her guest starring saved it so she saved that tv show and never gets the recognition for it she saved the show wow icon (laughs) she doesn't stop like i feel like we don't talk enough about like she is very good at like comedic acting oh yeah she's funny she's so in especially well i mean in all of her performances but like yeah Jane the Virgin performance it's so good like it's done so it's really good well and she's got such good humour about it and she's really good at acting as 
her character bri- like oh i don't yeah. know it's just incredible it's like in see excuse me it's like season two episode three i don't know yeah. if you haven't seen it go watch it i'd love um, to see her do more acting like only if she wants to yeah. and only if she's comfortable i don't want to see her forced to do it but i do think she does add a level of humor to a lot of things so i would love oh, yeah. some more um guest starring from britney i could see her doing her own sitcom if she wanted to and i would be amazing even if it wasn't good i'd watch she deserves it she wants her to write and star in every role imagine but then she'd be overworked no yeah i don't want her to be overworked (laughs) just like take your time brit um (laughs) what else oh okay so here's something scarlett johansson who we don't love here um but this is quite a complicated subject because i don't think she's necessarily in the wrong here no one's in the right. She's suing Disney. Oh. What? Like, brave. Brave. I was going to say, that is quite <laughs> Very feat. brave. So what happened is, um, she's suing them over, like, a, I think, like, a contract breach on her, like, Black Widow contract. Because Black Widow films just come out, and if you, like, would know, it's been, like, delayed a lot because of coronavirus. Like many yeah. films. Her, like, what, her, the money she makes from the film partially is tied to and i might be getting this wrong so bear with me is partially tied to um the like sales of tickets at the cinema but then disney release it at the cinema and on disney plus on the same day oh that's not good yeah um disney come out with a statement and i will say it's a fair statement if disney hadn't said it they say (laughs) and i you know i'm paraphrasing essentially like how selfish it is that she's like concerned about money during this pandemic we're in um, i'm sorry how much money exactly if it had come from anyone else yeah good point i agree yeah um but if it comes from the people who were absolutely desperate to get their parks open um that they opened them before they probably should have and or have even bought over rupert murdoch's evil empire yeah. of news stations like you know you're awful it's nefarious Um, so yeah so they've said she's selfish yeah but she's like well i kind of think that didn't work in their favor because everyone was just like well that's hypocritical um (laughs) so we'll see where that goes i mean i just don't think i personally would ever go up against disney um because they'll have some incredible lawyers but i kind of am team scarlet here i don't love it'd be interesting to see where it goes i know and i think they feel like i don't know enough about it but i think it seemed like a semi i've heard reports that it seemed like a semi-gendered attack as well because like Mm. this is like black widow was in the avengers and all the boys got their own film and she never did and then she finally does and she's not allowed to make the money that she was expected to make and the money that all the men in those films probably have made and more because i think it's like i don't think it's made that much money like in comparison to some of the other films mainly because like you can watch it on disney plus probably yeah i think you have to pay a bit on disney plus but she's not getting money from that so yeah this situation disney are definitely not in the right i mean there's probably a lot of situations where disney aren't in the right but like (laughs) good luck with suing them scarlet (laughs) we'll see how that goes (laughs) yeah um, the other thing that cropped up for me was Gabby Hanna. I'm sorry, everybody. I've I'm literally sorry. just put Gabby Hanna is still doing things. Yeah, and she's just talking about the same thing. I'm still trying to paint herself as a fucking victim, and it's just not. Does she oh, have I just a therapist? want to. Just... 
I hope she does, but I don't think she does it's because working this is if she does. Maybe she's got a therapist that's just like you're just giving me all this money, and you don't listen to what I tell you. So just Good point. you know, I can only try. Like you can only try yeah. as far, but I think if somebody is this has these issues and it's it's not difficult because i was going to say it's difficult because you know i'm not in that situation where the internet's just making fun of you all the time and stuff but she doesn't have to do this she doesn't have to consistently bring up jesse smiles trauma because that's the only sticking point that people will talk about like that is sick if that's the thing that you're clinging on to your fame and your money from you've got no further to fall i think like somebody else's trauma somebody else's trauma that's told you to stop talking about it and you like just won't stop talking about like i think yeah it's because she's she's just like she needs to have the last word so she'll say something or do something very offensive towards jesse jesse will respond because she has to defend herself um Mm -hmm. and she went through something very traumatic and it keeps being yeah as is her right yeah so she defends herself and then gabby despite probably knowing at this point she's done something wrong or even knowing that she's not going to get support for this just has to have the last word in the situation she doubles down yeah and if i was jesse i just wouldn't let her and i understand why jesse probably doesn't want to speak about it again because she really probably wants to have gabby out of her life forever it's been going on for like it's been going on for years but this recent stuff has been going on for months now like yeah there's been many a week we've sat down and talked about it like well i just think like if you compare it to recent we'll say cancellations but it's not really what i mean compare it to james charles let's say james charles is just back on youtube making videos like as normal and that's just happening and it's kind of it's not that it's going unnoticed but it will eventually. It's not stopping it. Because like yeah. he like he's not doing anything particularly controversial at the minute and he's just moved yeah. on. So eventually, sadly, the majority of people will just move on because he's just yeah. acting normal, so everyone will just kind of forget. Whereas Gabby, because she continues to act in the same way, no one moves on. No. So we're all she's just stuck in this loop of cancellation. Which is maybe good. Maybe this is a lesson. <laughs> it's like you, she doesn't do anything different that you forget that she's actually problematic like Trisha Paytas. She, she just keeps bringing it up herself so you can't forget. <laughs> well, maybe she thinks that if she just keeps bringing it up, eventually people just accept it. But I don't mm. know. It's a strange situation. It's like she doesn't have a publicist. Like, she has all this money, but she doesn't have the but things she, but that... she does have a publicist. I swear. I swear this, this was Is it like... the same publicist as Lana Del Rey? Oh and my God, who was the other one we were talking about, like trying to take the phone away from them? Lana or Del someone Rey else, but... and someone else. Can't remember, but I know no, who you gone. mean. Um, yeah, there's another... <laughs> she definitely does. Because I feel like, you know, that whole BuzzFeed article mm. that they did with her, I swear. How'd she swing that? They mention that her publicist is there. Who the fuck is Gabriana's publicist? I, <laughs> like, I want to She needs know. to hire a new one or like more. Or... Yeah. Because this publicist is either either doing a bad job or, yeah, Gabby Hanna's just ignoring her. Probably a mixture of both. Maybe she's just, like, paid a random person. Maybe someone just said oh, to yeah, her, like, I am a... I'm a publicist and she believed it. <laughs> anyway. Very LA thing to do. But, yeah, they're I my like pop culture moments. there's a lot of people in LA going, I'm a publicist or I'm a life coach. I'm a this, I'm a that. And they're not. 
and people believe- life coaches you don't have any qualifications to be a life coach so anybody could be a life coach someone once told me i'd be a good life coach and i just think like i don't this think is what I we're doing would- now yeah it's just life coaching I would be a good life coach though but i would like to do it because it does seem like a not an easy job but a fun job maybe you just give i'm so nosy i just would love to give unsolicited advice to other people's issues like that is literally i just feel like i'm kind of good at giving advice when like i'm good at giving advice and not taking it and i'm also good at giving advice and pretending that i know a lot about like the sort of situation someone's in and i absolutely oh yeah i know nothing i know nothing about that situation and i'll be like i'm gonna give you the best advice ever you should follow (laughs) it and it really isn't um so today what are we doing holly what's happening I have been trying to figure out a way of like, talk. How, I don't know how we talk about it. Probably it's like, what's the effect of modeling standards on pop culture? Yeah. Is our yeah. part one. Because our overarching theme of the next two weeks is going to be abuses of the modeling industry, yeah. um, which you'll know from the title, but like just buckle in because it's going to be hard to listen oh, to yeah. a lot of these things well, like this is your major content warning obviously there'll be one in the description oh yeah but if you want to click away now you've just had a good like 15 or so minutes of pop culture now is your time yeah, to click no, away no. because we will be discussing some very sensitive topics um kind of ranging from i guess like eating disorders and drug use and such um and then a similar situation next week because i think my thought for this podcast when i don't think we'd really considered the scope of it when we suggested it um but my thought was just like how like the modeling industry that we grew up with and fashion and the models we saw when we grew up that was so like the last 30 years that was a very big part of my life and I think it probably was with a lot. And I kind of wanted to talk about that. I thought that was fun because I'd seen like people talking about the mistreatment, but only like a little bit. And only really mm-hmm. I was seeing mistreatment in terms of weight and like body issues and yeah. standards. And then when researching it, I kind of like, I guess it was a bit of ignorance because there's so much more in it. Like it just generalized sexism, um, abuse and racism. And it's just not fun, and it just didn't seem right to lump it into one. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I guess next week is going to be more specific to, like, abuses by, you know, I guess, like, the abuse. Whereas this week is more, like, the standard. Does that make sense? And the effect. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, this one, I guess, is more personal to us, and, like, how did it affect us? Mm-hmm. Next week will be more, like... How did it affect the people in the industry? Like, yeah, what did they have to go through? Yeah, yeah. So, should we just, like, kind of start with, I guess, like, our lives? Let's <laughs> <laughs> just tell everyone about our lives. No, like, the, like, modelling and us. Like, what is the, like, what's your early, because <laughs> we're Modelling and me. We're models. What do you think, like, your earliest memory or, like, the earliest thing you can remember about like beauty standards or like seeing models and seeing their bodies what do you think the earliest memory you have of that is i think it was probably around 14 mm-hmm. um i definitely was i really enjoyed like i i'd miss magazine 
So it was like M I double Z. Yeah, I feel like I remember I just, that. That was like my treat. That was my subscription. Oh my god! Um, did you have a subscription? I had a, I had a subscription to, to Look magazine, and I did yeah. you? Oh my! Oh my god! What kind of damage did that do? A lot, because I was like very young too. <laughs> we'll get into it. <laughs> but I remember suddenly being like, "Oh, maybe I should pay attention to the size of my clothing because stuff is apparently supposed to fit me differently." Yeah. Um, but because I was a prepubescent. I fit into very small clothing, yeah. despite being quite tall. So I was just like, oh, this is great. Like, this just fits. I can just walk into anywhere and just buy yeah. a small something. Yeah. Like, it's great. Um, so I think it was around that time I... I mean, you just grow up and you're very used to seeing, yeah. like, very, very, very slim women. Yeah. And that's the standard. And seeing the tabloid magazines yeah. on the shelves that are just women in bikinis unsolicited paparazzi photos yeah fat shaming oh 100 <laughs> like i think that was just accepted mm. and it was all about like this is how i lost this much weight and this is how i lost this much weight and it wasn't really talked about in school but people's mums were definitely obsessed yeah. with being on certain diets and controlling possibly what their daughters were eating um so i think it all tied into that i don't I'm trying to think. I remember, I think my earliest memory was like Kira Knightley in Pirates of the Caribbean films. Yes. And my mum, every time she sees Kira Knightley, it's terrible. But every time she sees Kira Knightley on a film, she goes, <laughs> That girl needs a pie. Like every time. She's like, Just give her a pie. Like, I'm like, Mum, do you realise you say this? Every time. It's like every a re- reflex like, now. Yeah. Every time she sees yeah. it. And I remember being like, Oh, but she's so beautiful and she's so... Because she is, but she's 17 in that film, which, again, we forget about. Exactly. Like, she's 17 years old, hyper-sexualized in yeah. that film as well for a children's film. But it's super... And she didn't you know, cause it as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, period drama, you know. Yeah. We love a... <laughs> I mean, I love corsets. Nothing against a corset, but, you know, it, it does things to the body that aren't quite natural, I guess. No. No. But I remember feeling like i think she was the first celebrity that i saw that i realized was the standard because yeah. before that i was like the adult standard which i because i was watching like high school musical yeah. before that so yeah you know it wasn't really i wasn't like super aware of it but i yeah i definitely think it was around like 14 mm. i became aware of yeah oh that's what's considered be- like everyone and it's like low-rise jeans as well oh, oh yeah. my god yeah the low-rise jeans should never come back. No. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know if it's because we're just women with hips. So we're like, oh, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no denying that they, you know, I mean, I guess we should accept that anything can look great on anybody. And if you have the confidence yeah, for yeah, it, yeah. then it probably looks great on you. But it's just not comfortable for me. Like, I don't really, like, no. no, I don't like it. I would just, if I went out in it, I'd just be covering my stomach the whole time. Oh yeah, I'd be so self-conscious. Yeah, do you ever do that where you go out in an outfit and in the house you felt really confident and then you leave the house and suddenly you're like, I am uncomfortable, to <laughs> yeah. say the least. I regret everything. Yeah, I regret everything. There's <laughs> yeah. too much stomach out here. Like, I'll see myself in oh, a different yeah. mirror and I'm like, oh, okay, didn't realise mm-hmm. that's how that looked from that angle and now I have regrets. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, so like I say, I had the Look subscription. I used to love Look magazine I, I loved magazines when I was younger. I imagine you were kind of the same in that, like, I just loved looking at fashion. I thought it was, like, the best yeah. thing ever. I, just, I bought 
It was so yeah, exciting. Yeah, I didn't really read them. Well. Like I would just flick through them. I like like a very integral memory in my life. It's going to sound very sad. Was seeing the film um, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Oh, and like, such a good like I know now watching it as an adult, it's like a cautionary tale. But as a child, I was like, <laughs> I cannot wait. Like I used to dream about getting a job, which is so different to what I'm like now. I used to dream about having a job so I could buy myself clothes, and I was just going to buy myself all the clothes. Um, so that was. Well, I mean, that's essentially what I do. You're like, okay, I have a job. I want to buy clothes, but I have to spend like this much money on bills and this yep. much money on this and this much money on <laughs> yeah. this. And then you only have the teeniest bit of money left for clothes. <laughs> and that's very sad. <laughs> um, so I suddenly, I very much understand the plot of that film now. I resonate with it. Um, but that was not the point. This is why I was like obsessed with like Look magazine. And my mum would get these magazines and I would just like look through them afterwards and I'd be like, mm, nice pictures. But I do think, <laughs> like you say, I think you become. I think the problem might be, I don't think I was super aware of how, of like sizes and body types, because like you say, I was like a child. I was probably 12. So up until like 13, I I was like very slim, up and down. Like, you know, I was having a good time. Um, So I'd never really considered it. And then I think maybe the first thing I noticed was size. Like it, it wasn't actually the different bodies. It was sort of this stigma attached to different sizes. And I think that's the problem Mm -hmm. because we just shouldn't attach any stigma to them. Because I had this thing, like I was like 12 and I would be fitting in a certain size of clothes. And I would see that an adult was in like a smaller size of clothes. Yeah. And I would be like, oh, so, but when I'm their their age, I'm going to be like, so much bigger than them like and i I just like that really worried me and so it was that that i really noticed first i can't remember who i would have looked at and thought i don't know if i have a kira knightley i just think it was general models and i think another thing that got to me is look magazine after a bit started doing these things where they would use i'm using quotation marks normal models or like normal Mm. bodies and i just think that kind of messed with me a bit because it was like none of it like none of it was normal like the, they were just bodies yeah. and like i don't think they should have been labeled as anything i think labeling it as yeah. normal does just put the bodies in there don't label them as anything they're just bodies um yeah. so i i don't know i think i think it's interesting that it was like both kind of magazines for us <laughs> so maybe i think, I think was, we have to blame the like, tabloids to some extent yeah it wasn't necessarily like pre-internet because obviously we weren't pre-internet but i don't think the internet acted in the same way that it does now like i definitely think it's a social media issue that it's been transferred from tabloids because you know you can avoid the daily mails pop-ups on snapchat like you can avoid these kinds of things and as an adult looking at the the headlines that daily mail put on their snapchat stories for children and they pay a lot of money to get to the top of the thing is so insidious it's always like so-and-so sparked controversy by stripping down no. Bear and bearing her new torso. Like, ew. No. Like, you are so... You're adults writing these... It's, like, beyond clickbait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, like, this old-fashioned, like, creepy... Look yeah. at she's in a bikini. I just like, don't like, no. like, internet troll brand of... I feel like it is an interesting point, though. Like, we, d- we did grow up with the internet, but not the way that people who are like 16 or 15 16 have grown up with the internet because like we i do think our main source of like entertainment or like the way people look at instagram now 
was kind of us looking at magazines and then like i think probably by the time i was 13 or 14 tumblr and pinterest had become quite big well yeah that kind of became the equivalent to like magazines and that was quite dangerous for a lot of us because i feel absolutely and i would feel like i remember at that point people suddenly becoming obsessed with things like um thigh gaps and I yes that collarbones and thigh it was like would you rather have pizza or collarbones Uh, well like but that was like a text post thing so uh, yeah I remember that sort of thing but like I just think that never we never had a lesson there that some of us just won't have thigh gaps like never like and it's not necessarily (laughs) the healthiest thing for everybody to have thigh gaps like it wouldn't Mm -hmm. be healthy for my body to have a thigh gap it just isn't very natural for it but for some people it's just the way their body is but we they were yeah. never taught that you were just taught that that was like attractive at that point in time but of course you weren't taught it because mm. it was like teenagers speaking to teenagers no adults in sight no and there was no checks and balances on tumblr for a very long yeah. time uh so all kinds of nonsense was just allowed to <laughs> run riot but yeah i think i think you're right i think it's a progression from like magazines and then obviously you're in like high school so you're 14 mm. 15 and i think that's when i i'd also turned to tumblr yeah. i think it was and it was like pretty pictures but then it was also like Oh, a little bit of the self-harm community oh, yeah. wangled its way in, which was a big... That's why I kind of like seeing, like, I see teenage girls make these videos now, and adults, where they're, like, styling... Like, you know there's, like, that thing on Pinterest now where it's, like, outfits I'll wear when I'm skinny. Um, And there's yeah. a lot of people who make videos now where they're, like, styling those outfits on my body, because, like, why should I yeah. not wear them now? Which is nice to see, but like I do feel like that was a lot of what Pinterest was back in the day. That I would look at people in these outfits and be like, "That's so nice, but it just will not look the same on me." But like maybe one day. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think um, I don't necessarily remember all these moments, but I think I, when I was going through bits and pieces, mm-hmm. I wrote down a few things yeah. that you that I felt like oh yeah when i but when i remembered them i remembered how big they were so one of them was um after all the trauma of americans next time which i did love like i did watch for cycles and cycles i will not pretend i'm above it and we all just thought it was like normal um there's a paparazzi uh shot of tyra banks in a one-piece swimsuit um and on the tabloids, this picture was labelled uh, Thyra Banks, oh America's God. Next Top Waddle, and just Tyra Pork Chops. That's horrendous. Like, it's so evil. I don't know who did that. Um, like, I don't know who I did that. Yeah. It's these... the same people who followed Britney. Yeah. It's the same people. Like, it's that... all the same industry. It's evil. I remember these pictures, and I know Tyra has done a lot of bad, and I'm not forgiving it. But no. I do remember, I think it was on her show. She had, like, a Tyra Banks show or something. And she yeah. turned up in the, in the like, swimming costume. She did. And I remember this. Suit. And I remember, like, being so impressed. And I was like, wow. Like, I couldn't understand it. I was like, she looks incredible. Like, And I think yeah. that adds to the problem. Because you look at her as, like, a young girl or whoever. And you look at her and you're like, but she looks incredible. She's Why a supermodel. Why she like- gets <laughs> like, like, And then yeah. suddenly you're like, well... I don't look like that, so what are people going to say when I go out in a swimming costume? Yeah. This is one of the weirdest things I think about. Like, I remember when I was like a child, 
I would like run like when we would go on holiday or there was a swimming pool, I would like be in my bikini all day long or my swimming costume and I would just run about the pool and I was always like comfortable mm. in it. And then suddenly like I find it so sad. You become an adult and like like I'll be in my like I'll get in the pool in the bikini and then I'll get out and then I'll be a bit like I'll probably pop some shorts on on top of it or something like that. Like I'm mm. so less comfortable yeah. in it. And like my aim in life is to get back to a level of like comfortable that you can just run around a pool in your swimming costume all day long. I do think I felt probably the most... I mean, it was this is going to sound very privileged, but, like, 2019, I went to Greece mm-hmm. with three of my friends from home. And I remember feeling so, like, self-conscious in my head. I got really yeah. in my head about it. Then you get to the beach, mm-hmm. and there's everybody time. <laughs> people don't care when you're actually on Literally. the beach. People don't care. They're just there to spend time yeah. on the holiday that they've just paid all this money for <laughs> in the med. So like, and then I was like, this is, no one's looking at me. This is yeah. so freeing. Like genuinely nobody cares mm. about what you look like. It was fabulous. So that's what I recommend. I recommend just go into a beach and it's not easy. Like it's, no. I know that there's a lot of like everyone and the, the campaign, which was like, everybody is beach body like yeah no we yeah. get it that's become such like a girl yeah. bossy slogan now but it's good it's a good message but go honestly just go to the beach and it's it feels so weird but you'll realize that no nobody is looking no. like nobody is paying attention to you other than their family that's like the thing. we all like go to the beach or things like or like the swimming pool and we're all like so in our own heads being like oh I'm so self-conscious about my body or I'm self-conscious about this and everyone is like if everyone's thinking that then no one's looking at you because we're all like so internalizing everything (laughs) so if you're only thinking about yourself everyone else probably is as well like I don't think many people are looking at you and going oh my god if they are that says more about them than you like absolutely yeah but do you think it's because I'm just thinking maybe it's because we saw so many of those tabloid paparazzi photos on the beaches which we still do see them and it's like oh this has been taken from a bush yeah. 200 meters away but we're not going to tell you that because we've intruded on their privacy like we're just trying to get the money shot of somebody's bum like <laughs> literally i mean like we were taught that like so they would take these pictures from a certain angle and it would like catch someone's cellulite and, and yeah. then it was like oh look at this wrinkly bum and then like of course you're going to internalize that anytime you see a bit of silly like pop up which is normal for everyone but now you're being taught that that's ugly and you're like well i don't want everyone to see my cellulite yeah because a million people are gonna point and laugh at me on the beach because this is what we do to women in tabloids like i think there's definitely a knock-on effect and i don't think we'll ever get justice for um like they tried i mean levinson and cry was different because that was phone hacking yeah. but i also feel like we should have a levinson for yeah. all the women who were um taken pictures of by the paparazzi that didn't want to that's the kind of justice world that i want to live in yeah literally <laughs> all the women that like i don't know i think it just is an issue for a generation of women yeah and i think well of people in general i guess like it's not just women but like i feel like what we have to do is make sure it doesn't happen again because like that's a scary thing mm-hmm. that it seems like it is happening again a bit uh and yeah. not much is changing and if anything it could be getting worse because like all yeah. those things all those pressures i felt as like a teenager and and now at least the bodies were kind of natural and now i feel like there's an mm. added element of like now you see all these bodies looking perfect because they have plastic surgery but they haven't admitted yeah. that 
and then so you're like well my body should look like that why doesn't my body look Mm. like that and i'm not saying people didn't get plastic surgery in like the early 2000s but i just don't think it was as accessible as it is now like i think this is very common now i don't think it was as common back then so i didn't have that there's non-invasive surgeries there's like literally your beautician can just inject your face with stuff with no medical knowledge <laughs> it scares me so this, much please please if you are having plastic surgery done or even like the non-invasive procedures please yep. do not go to someone cheap to your beautician no or yep. a beautician like it's just not the thing to be saving your money on i know that's like not no like i know that you might really want it but like your life is more important and your health is more important because these people can massively mess them up. We've all seen botched. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put yourself... The the thing is, these plastic surgery procedures, they're dangerous now. Do you know, like, the risk, the rate, like, of... The risk rate or mortality rate or something on Brazilian butt lifts is higher than heart transplants. Isn't that terrifying? more people die from that than heart transplants oh god so please really consider these things and go to someone who is like qualified and reviewed and a good person actually a doctor plastic surgeon Mm. because if you don't then you are putting your life at risk um well in response you know what tyra said Mm. i just think we should like air what she said on that show because it's yes. one of the better things that she's done with her career this like absolutely stu- like, this stood out to me so much and i've always been so grateful that she did this so oh absolutely because on- it was like huge oh, yeah. for the age that it happened in as well like we, you didn't hear women talk about well. this you didn't hear supermodels yeah. talk about like the issues no. they'd had it felt yeah okay go on so she says i have something to say to all of you that have something nasty to say about me or other women who are built like me who uh women whose names you know women whose names you don't women who've been picked on women whose husbands put them down women at work and girls at school i have one thing to say to you sorry i have one thing to say to you kiss my fat ass oh my god this was iconic when i was little i was like yeah absolutely because as well like i i was a child i didn't really recognize all the problematic bits of america's sex top model i know that's not good but i did look up to tyra (laughs) i thought she was great yeah, and this just we all did. No, she. We were all really. Maybe we just thought she was a girl boss. She was kind of a girl <laughs> maybe boss. She was a girl she boss. Was. She still is. She, she is actually a girl boss. She's thriving. Yeah, yeah, except I mean, I think her career has gone downhill a bit because we we did all notice at once that her shows were not great. <laughs> <laughs> that must not have been good for business. <laughs> Something else I found out in, like, the stratosphere of pop culture uh-huh. things about, you know, terrible body standards. Carrie Fisher, yeah. and this is going back to, like, the 70s. Mm-hmm. Queen above, Carrie Fisher felt obliged to lose over two and a half stone. Oh two God. and a half stone for the Star Wars The Force Awakens film, which is where she's in the slave bikini for Jabba the Hutt. And, like... As someone who has a brother, and I feel like we both, even though my brother's younger and your brother's older, mm. uh, Star Wars was a big part of our a uh, growing up. <laughs> it was like the Lego incantation. There yeah. was every kind of incantation of Star mm. Wars you could picture in our house. And I loved it just as much as my brother. Mm. Because, you know, I'm just not like other girls. <laughs> I was quirky. <laughs> I, I was quirky. I was different. <laughs> I was quirky. I watched Star Wars mm, when I was, yeah, you know, so a child. Quirky. 
But she felt obliged to lose two and a half stone. Where did she feel that obligation from? I wonder. Well, also... I wonder. She she was not allowed to wear a bra because apparently bras would not be worn in space. Oh, for God's sake. You perverts. <laughs> Absolute perverts. They actually are. Like, God. God. The poor woman. May she rest in peace. Love you, Carrie. We love you, Carrie. Mm. But yeah, that made me really sad yeah, when same. I saw this. Another woman. Another one. Car- <laughs> Not another woman. Another woman whose career was absolutely cut short because of the oh, body no. shame she underwent was Alicia Silverstone. Oh, really? AKA Cher oh. from Clueless. Hair? So, like, what? because she's, she was incredible. Yeah. Like, she was so good in Clueless. That was, like, her rise to yeah. fame in the 90s. She gets the part of Batgirl. Yeah. I think. Is oh, it yes, ca- yeah, I have heard about this, right. Is it. What's what's the Catwoman called? Is it Catwoman? Yeah, Catwoman. No. She's Catwoman. It is Catwoman. Yeah. She's either Catwoman or Batgirl, but I feel like she's Batgirl. She's one of them. So she's in, like, yeah. black latex. Yeah. And the body shaming that she went through. They used to call her Fat Girl. Like, that was what the media dubbed her as instead of Batgirl. So she was absolutely <laughs> torn apart by the body shaming. Um, because they just considered her, like, too fat for the, for the um, time. And that I think her career like just dried up after that because of the ridicule that she underwent. Hate that. Fun fact Isn't about her awful? though, she is an anti-vaxxer now. Can you like the trajectory of that? No, but she was. Is she? I don't know how she feels about the coronavirus vaccine, but she didn't vaccinate her children. Oh, that's not good. Doesn't that change the oh, narrative my... a bit? No, but fat shaming is never Women. good. Women, we multifaceted. <laughs> that's a girl boss. That's a true girl boss. <laughs> Oh, fact, please, everyone, just any vaccine off a tea, just please get that it. Up. Imagine, like, how <laughs> awful would that be? And then my final one of, like, just bits and pieces in the film pop culture, Bridget Jones's Diary. Oh, my God. <laughs> which I can't remember if we talked on the podcast or just in our general conversation. I think just in um, our general conversation. If we've talked about it before, yeah. just skip this bit because we're talking about it again. <laughs> buckling yeah she writes how much she weighs at the top of every diary entry um which you know for growing teenagers who are like maybe i should just weigh myself to see how much i weigh because everyone else is talking about how much they weigh so you know and then you find out you weigh more than bridget jones on her bad 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 days and you're like oh What's the fact Maybe I'm too big. Well, she's always on a diet because she weighs yeah. too much, according to her. And like, then you you're like, oh well, but I weigh more than her. Yeah. And this is the body she sees as ugly. And that they made such a big deal about Renny Zellweger, like going so method that she put on all yeah. this weight to play the part, and it's like. <laughs> yeah. But I think that was a big one like i didn't i watched it in, when i was a bit older bridget jones like i would never watch it when i was like super young but i remember people talking about it and a big part was in the book and in the film is that you know explicitly part of the diary is uh how many units of alcohol she's drank how many cigarettes yeah. she's had that week and how much she weighs i don't think and they it's just... mention in the <sighs> film her specific weight i might be wrong because i've not seen it in a bit but i don't think they put her weight in it's definitely written in the book. I know for they a just fact sh- they show the it when she's writing in her diary, so you can see at the top. Oh right, but she never says it, which I guess no. is like no, no, marginally better. <laughs> but, um, and it yeah, it isn't it isn't the same 
it's still not good. They still shouldn't have put it in, but it's not the same as in the book. I think the book is worse. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, so the book was written in the 90s, right? Yeah. I think that's more a reflection of the beauty standards in the 90s, that that was considered mm. big. And it's not. Um, because, I guess, segue, heroin <laughs> chic. <laughs> Oh god! The more I looked into the phrase, the worse I felt about it. I was like, "This is actually it's a terrible." Do you know what I felt uncomfortable Oof. about? So, like when I looked up the definition, so it was like heroin sheet was popularized in the early nineties and cra- characterized by pale skin, dark circles under the eyes, androgyny, and stringy hair. Um, all traits of heroin abuse. Uh, mm-hmm. Not sure about the androgyny and symptoms of heroin abuse, but go on maybe like um, the unwashed you're so out of it you can't look after yourself like that kind of maybe but i feel like that's very like a very gendered thing yeah um but anyway the reason i felt so weird about that is it does seem like that style is kind of coming back on tiktok a bit especially yeah. when there was a whole trend on tiktok reasonably recently about people putting red under their eyes like oh, I didn't see fit- that. Yeah, there was this whole thing where people were putting make like red makeup under their eyes to get like the dark circle look. Um, which weird move. Yeah, I know, but doesn't it just like it kind of is like a circular thing going back yeah. to this when that was all the rage? And I do because like- I still yeah I think thinness has never gone out of fashion, and yes. I think it's only recently, like the past maybe like three years, maybe um, that there's been a big shift, but also could be bigger so i think we're going to the right way but i still think thinness is still idealized over everything else so this is why i used to think we did and now i don't really because okay i've kind of been looking at the movement of fashion and models and i think it moves in sort of a i think it goes back and forth because what's weird is apparently heroin chic was like the opposite of what was fully in style in the 80s so Mm. in the 80s like Heron Chic was a reaction to the healthy, vibrant look of the 1980s. So it's like a healthy look. Yeah. the 90s and the noughties are kind of similar. And I kind of see, like, in a way, and like, I don't mean healthy necessarily, but like, we are going back to sort of a healthy, vibrant look. Yeah. Or like, but at the same time, you see that in some bodies. But then the models who are modeling on the catwalk or doing high fashion mm-hmm. um, are still being pressured to be as small as possible. Yeah. But I just don't think we realize that as much because I think every body was kind of pressured to look heroin chic like back in the 90s. Yeah. That was the ideal. I don't think, I think we have more ideals now because mm-hmm. we're embracing more cultures and I think that's led to different ideals, yeah. which is good, but also bad because of like appropriation and stuff (laughs) but because of that on instagram and stuff you'll see a lot of bodies that aren't super slim yeah because they're different you see the kardashians on there and a lot of social media influencers are copying that body which is bigger more vibrant and like slim thick yeah Yeah. slim thick essentially um which is obviously different to and chic but then when you look at the opposite of that high fashion it's not really changed it's no. aside from one token model occasionally or like yeah. rihanna fenty yeah. like that's it so yeah occasion like i just don't like, i think we think there's been more change because we have social media now so yeah we, and like it's quite it's not easy to become a social media influencer but 
in a way it is there's an easier so route many. in isn't there yeah, yeah. so like back yeah. in the day like the only way you were seeing these bodies was like we said through magazines mm-hmm. so it was always like high fashion or people copying high fashion and now it doesn't need to be that way so i think we're a bit yeah. more shielded from it but we're still seeing a different ideal it's just yeah. there is two opposing ones now going on at the same yeah. time and neither are necessarily healthy no and i think the like high fashion hasn't caught on to so they, they're always catching up and they're always mm. like making mistakes and not being as diverse as people are ready for and people want to be because you know you can create a really diverse feed you can follow yeah. different people on tiktok like you can actually make a concerted effort to listen to different kinds of people that yeah. you don't necessarily see in your everyday life whereas i don't think they've really accepted that because it's all about the shape of the model yeah. being as thin as possible because that's what they think clothing looks the best well, on I and feel like a good comparison for that is if you just look at the kardashians of the family and you compare yeah. kylie to kendall they're literal mm. sisters but their branding is completely different and so their bodies are so kylie yeah. is big on instagram and that is her platform and social media is her platform and she is like the slim thick body the body like the yeah. ideal body for social media and stuff like that Whereas Kendall has a completely different body. She has a lean body. She's high fashion. She's got the high fashion body. And that's two sisters with completely Mm -hmm. opposing bodies because they have completely opposing, like, directions. Career paths. Yeah, career paths. But they're both the ideal body. Yeah. They're the two ideal bodies. Yeah. And they're completely different. And they're sisters. Isn't that terrifying? Yeah. They're like, like really close sisters Mm. as well. And they're just pit- they're just like scooping up the whole market. So yeah. they, you know, Kendall keeps like the high fashion happy, and Kylie keeps the influencer yeah. Instagram world happy. It's like, like it's some people are copying. Some people want Kendall's body, yeah. and some people want Kylie's body, and that's the two ideals. God, Chris Jen is such like an evil mastermind. Like I know. to sacrifice your children oh. in such a way that you really don't care like what happens. And it really kind of reminds me of those clips of Gigi Hadid, and we have thought about this before and Yolanda and telling her like to have the teeny tiny piece of cake and Mm -hmm. have half an almond if she's hungry like because they want her to have like this high fashion fashion body body. yeah and it takes work and it takes like restriction and it takes like evil stuff but all I remember as well from these magazines is being like for tweens especially Mm -hmm. this is what a supermodel eats in a day and they think especially like when YouTube started to get bigger, yeah. Victoria's Secret models would talk about, would do like series about what they yeah. were training to become an angel. And I think uh, that was seen as like workout inspiration yeah. and inspo. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is, you're too young to not realize that it's a cultivated view that's being shown to you. Like this yeah. is, this is, to, they're balancing up between appearing like oh i'm i you know like jennifer lawrence like i just eat pizza all the Mm. time like i don't really care i drink beer you know i'm just one of the guys like Mm -hmm. i just eat normally as well with a hugely strict regime (laughs) that is terrifying but like if you do that amount if you can spend that amount of time on your body and what you look like that's your full-time job like be honest about that don't tell 12 year olds that if they only eat lettuce for like you know their snacks during the day that they could also look like you as well. Like, that is so... In- that's the insidious part, I think, that it's just... Like, the, the fact is, they'll say that, or they'll say, like, that they eat, like, something unhealthy in the day. But the day before they do the Victoria's Secret show, so many of them do those, like, 
um, like a cleanse Nasty. or something, or like they'll yeah. only have liquids for the week before. Yeah. That's so unhealthy for one, mm-hmm. and that's something that people took as like, like oh, that's a way to lose weight. No, uh, and young people took that as a way to lose weight. Yeah, but also the people who were watching those bodies on the catwalk thought that that would be an easy body to achieve when actually yeah. the only way to, that they were achieving it was an unhealthy way mm-hmm. and I do, and I, do, I do think we have to talk about Kate Moss I think yeah. I think going back to the heroin sheet because she really epitomised it it's not her fault it's she just became the like it's not. the most recognisable face of this movement and I think whose fault it is is Calvin Klein to yes. be honest with you I think it's Calvin Klein's fault because he says he liked Moss because she was always thin. These are all, this is quotes. The reason Kate Moss and the whole group of women I found that someone named Waifs was because that, because before that, a lot of women were getting breast implants and doing things to their buttocks. It was getting out of control. I just found something so distasteful about all of that. I wanted someone who was natural, always thin. I was looking for the complete opposite of that glamour type that came before Kate. As if, like, her thinness isn't as manufactured as, or maintained as people who get, like, implants yeah, or also, surgical stuff. Isn't that just, like, kind of similar to what we were just talking about in that, like, it's the same parallel that we have today, like, yeah, there's the people like the Kate Moss compared yeah. to the people who are getting all this surgery to make, like... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I agree, and, like, one thing that I hadn't really considered is I think when she was turned into... Well, when she was turned into the poster girl for heroin chic, she was still a teenager. Yeah. So she had the body of a teenager. Or the body of... And that was the ideal. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, she was turned into, like... Yeah, to be turned into the poster child of something called heroin chic when you're a teenager. (laughs) No one put her health first or her her mental health first or anything like that. And she was a teenager. I yeah. don't think it was her fault. I think it was the people like, yeah, Calvin Klein. And the people who started yeah, labelling that. Like, yeah, because and- he used her in so many campaigns. Yeah. When you look, actually look through the campaigns from like, I think it was her first one was like 89 maybe. Mm. It's very early on, before 90s. And he's he just uses her. Yeah. And then he also uses another model. I'm so sorry, I can't remember her name. But she actually is anorexic in the photos that he's using oh. of her and she has belie- she has these eating oh disorders God. that that was held up as the ideal yeah. that's how she had attained how she looked like and that was like you said it's not the welfare of people yeah. and also i think kate moss kind of falls into this pattern where she said like she i think it was in like the mid 2000s mm-hmm. she says that um nothing tastes as good as skinny feels like yeah. she absolutely prescribed to that and i think Especially in the era of like Tumblr, yeah. the Proana groups, yeah. like Proanorexia groups, that was just like the green light. That was just like, look, Kate Moss says, <laughs> you know, the mantra, yeah. and it was just, oh, I just think it did, it did so much bad. Like, I mean, like, it, the fashion style was literally influenced by something dangerously unhealthy. And that yeah. was the ideal. I think that's the worrying thing. Addiction. Because like, <laughs> yeah. apparently it was to do with, like, as well, heroin, like, as a drug yeah. was very popularised in, like, pop culture in the 90s because there was a lot of, like, films as well. That, mm. like, that... Probably about the crack epidemic yeah, in America. So, like, there was um, Pulp Fiction and Trainspotting. I think those are, like, the two, like, massive oh, ones. Yeah. And, like, 
it's not that they glamorize it, but at the same time, they do glamorize it. So if you're having it glamorized to you, like this, like heroin, a very dangerous drug, and yeah. you're also hearing like the ideal body type and fashion standard being called heroin chic, you're gonna like, like the look is gonna seem good to you. It's gonna seem better. It's like, yeah. okay, well, I would like to have that look too, because it's cool. Yeah. Which is dangerous. I'm glad we haven't continued it, but in the way we have. Yeah. Because then I found this, like, what was this? It was like a statistic. So in 2017, the International Journal of Eating Disorders published its largest, largest study to date on eating disorders among professional models. So this is 2017, so we should have moved on. Oh. Um, so <laughs> yeah. when they did it, it said that 81% had BMIs that were classified as underweight. Um, it said they found a high prevalence that prevalence of unhealthy weight control behaviors such as skipping meals fast detoxes using diet pills vomiting and abusing sim- stimulants or cocaine so they're still mm. using like it's still essentially Drugs. heroin chic yeah. um they yeah. also found that 62 percent of models were asked to lose weight or change their shape 54 percent were told they wouldn't book jobs unless they lost weight and 21 percent were told their agency would stop representing them unless they lost weight and that's mm. today so like yeah. I, as much as I say, like, yeah, we don't label it heroin chic anymore, and we don't have the tabloids doing exactly the same thing that they used to do, the pressure is still there, so those bodies oh, yeah. are still being maintained. And it's it's so persistent as well. Mm. Like, I think especially because the fashion industry just adopted it, yeah. like, straight away. So they have a job called a fit model, which is when someone is hired who's literally used by the top designers and the ateliers um where the body is that's like what the clothes are made to fit around yeah so these girls are literally hospitalized because of starvation because they are trying to become as small as possible to fit the standard of the atelier which apparently is like over six foot beyond slim like close to starvation in the shape of a prepubescent boy and that's the way that the designer wants it so i also think like the fashion houses have really just clung on to this idea and they haven't let it go and they're starting to but like only because they've had like they've had to get the vibes of you know it's like tiktoks and stuff where it's like are you actually fashionable or are you just skinny are you skinny yeah (laughs) and like i feel like the main culprit of this is like kendall jenner and i know she she does have some looks but like sometimes she's just in jeans and we're like oh my god it's just jeans like we all wear them um (laughs) But I just kind of get that from a designer. If your looks can't look good on everyone, then I just don't think you're that good of a designer. Like, work. Amen. So, like, yeah, when absolutely. Rihanna, I know I keep going back to her, but, like, when she was making Fenty Beauty, she was trying to make it for everyone. And that was yeah. why so many people loved it. She wasn't, like... Because it was... I mean, a lot of... It was, like, built yeah. into the design so as why, well, like, part of that inclusivity. Why not, like, why is that not the standard for everything? I feel like if I wanted to design clothes... The real challenge would be to design a like a clothing piece that suits the majority of bodies. Why is that yeah. not your aim? I'm sorry, I just don't think you're that good of a design, designer if you can't do that. If your design yeah, and can I think only it's... fit like an unhealthy body, then you're just not that good yeah. of a designer. Like work on yourself, challenge. They just hold on to this ideal as well that just doesn't exist. I don't know if you came across um, this, but I saw it in one of the articles I was reading. So. In the height of it, so like mid-noughties, yeah. 2006-2007, models Luisel and Elenia Ramos, okay. Anna Carolina Reston and Hila Emlicha all passed away due to the battle with anorexia oh in God. a year. 
Um, but this wasn't enough to like actually change the industry. Mm. They only started changing the steps in like 2013, 2015, um, which was just to ensure model uh, welfare on the catwalk. Mm. Like it wasn't really to like tackle the bigger issues. No. It was just like you can't walk if you're a size zero. I think they instituted in France and the UK have done something similar and New York tried to do something similar. Like they've they've yeah, made I little steps, but it, it wasn't was like very well implemented. enough. <laughs> There's this image which is incredibly triggering like so if oh, anybody's in a I really bad I place know the one you mean yeah, yeah it's, it's a model campaign yeah. um isabel caro yeah um and it just came up in the article i was I reading know, like it didn't there was no there was no warning yeah. it was terrible yeah. so in 2007 she allowed her malnourished body to be photographed yeah. nude for an italian eating disorder awareness campaign which like for 2007 I get it, but also for the shock yeah. value, I think it was. It well, felt I think, really yeah, exploitative. I, think I read the same article as you, and I was just scrolling, and then it was just there yeah. on the page, and I was it's like, "It's just there." And I, I get it. I think like it was for me because it, it didn't trigger anything in me. So that's that was. You know. Yeah, it didn't trigger anything for me, but it but was shocking. It's shocking like it but was... at the same time, like I did think, like, oh, okay, that that it's a shocking image, and it is powerful. But it's yeah. also very bad because it would be triggering to a lot of people, and it shouldn't have been an Absolutely. ad campaign. Um, but yeah. seeing that, and then doesn't didn't she die quite soon after that? She dies three years later. She yeah, was only twenty eight. She, yeah, she's so young. I think that was the bit that got me. Yeah. Then I was like, I don't know. I feel like now, kind of like I see a lot of like anorexia recovery, which is good. Like I'm so mm. happy, and maybe that's because I'm a bit shielded. And I like to see that, and that make it really makes me happy when I see videos on TikTok of like people eating the first piece of cake that they've eaten in years. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. incredible! Like it always makes me so happy. Um, that like seeing this, I was like, oh my god! Like I think sometimes we forget that this like pe- people die. Yeah. Okay. And this was like, and, like a how beauty many standard. And, pe- and then it was also a thing of like being too thin like Nicole Richie was too thin Lindsay Lohan was too thin you know there was no there was this obsession around how big women were or how small women were yeah. but then it was like well we're also going to talk about it when you're too thin like you've taken yeah. it too far and there's literally but then like when you hear like models talk about how unhappy they yeah. were and how like ill they were mm-hmm. with eating disorders when you look at how many models literally died yeah. because they couldn't, their bodies gave up. Like, their yeah. bodies could not sustain what the industry was putting them through, and the, pre- the pressures that the industry was putting them through. And they didn't get the treatment they mm. needed for the diseases that they had. Why is it only 2013 that they start to address these things? How many other people passed away or had terrible, debilitating mental health and you know, eating disorders from this. Like, it's a whole industry that they just exploited these models that they just absolutely told them to get, like, allowed to be, you know, thrown away. It's a trickle-down thing as well. Like, it, it affected a generation, but it affects, like, there's just different beauty standards every generation and it, we just keep seeing it happen and mm. happen again. And I don't know who it's worse for. Like, I don't know if it was worse for, like, yeah. us or the generation before us or the generation after us. Like, I don't know. Like, because I, I see so much positive stuff now. 
but then I yeah. then you see so much negative stuff. Like I see, I remember one time mm. on my TikTok, this like young girl's like what I eat in a day video came up, and she just was not eating enough. Like she wasn't. She's a growing girl. Uh. She was a teenager, and she wasn't eating enough. Like she was essentially yeah. starving herself because she wanted to lose weight. And she's like, mm. I just don't think like that doesn't make me happy. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And I'm just worried that that like it's still going on. And um, but then we add on to that. And then it's I still think this was a thing in the 90s and the noughties as well, but I just don't think we were as aware of it because of like social media. But you lose all the weight and you're still not happy, which is normal. Like that happens yeah. because you you know, it was never that was never the source of your happiness. So yeah. you lose it all and then you're suddenly like, "Well, what else can I change?" Well, I feel like I need to like yeah. get a Brazilian butt lift now, or and then I need to have a boob job with that, and then like I'll get lip fillers, and then I'll be. Happy. And I'm not like that's yeah. not me saying don't get those things done. It's me saying don't get them done because you think they'll make you happy. Like, don't let that be the source of your happiness. Yeah, because it's not. It won't be the source. No. There'll always be something else that you feel is an issue, and insecurities I think are so awful. But I also think it's like the way that women are conditioned to talk to each other as well. Like, I can't think of any of the workplaces that I've been in, and it's women between the ages of probably 60 to about 45, yeah. who are, you know, the women that have brought us up, yeah. thinking the ages yeah. of that, you know. And you work with these women, and all they talk about is weight yeah. loss. They're on a diet, they're being good, they're not doing this, they're not doing that. Food is such an issue in such a, like universal way i think even in like in just in workplaces in the normal working day and that's i think a rhetoric that a lot of young women are brought up Mm. with that it's all about like oh why are you looking like have you been eating too much like little comment little nasty comments to blame for it you know because like the generation before us did it to us and they passed that down but who passed it down to them the generation before exactly and what are we gonna do hopefully some of us are gonna change it and not pass it down but a lot of people are still gonna pass that down and it'll just keep going unless we change you can't escape it you can't escape it i do want to talk about devil wears prada yes mainly because I think this is such a good display. Like, I don't think it's good. Like, I don't think... I'm not condoning the way it shows the fashion industry. But I think it's good in portraying how bad it would have been. Because if you don't know, The Devil Wears Prada is based on a true story. It's like a woman wrote it who worked at Vogue and was like, I think, the assistant to... What's the Vogue woman called? Anna Anna Wintour. Wintour. Who I think we all know would be a horrific boss. Oh yeah, Anna Winter is like she's not even a girl boss. She's just like <laughs> evil. Yeah, she's just evil. Like I just know she would be so bad to work for. So yeah. this woman clearly, whoever wrote the Double S Prada, I'm sorry, I just didn't write her name down. Um, she clearly was aware of what it was like and had experience. So I trust her because I think it would have been terrible. Um, but also, I don't think people say that the book is kind of boring and it's just yeah, no, like, never whinging about. Yeah, I've yeah, seen I that. I feel like either. a lot of people say she's whinging because like she lost her job. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, I would whinge too. Like, I support this woman. <laughs> Girl <laughs> yeah. boss. Anyway, I think the film is more important anyway because, you know, great cast. And it's amazing I love that cast. we all oh came God. together to absolutely hate Andy's boyfriend for being the worst boyfriend ever <laughs> he's and the her, real villain I feel like yeah. every time i watch it even when i first watched it when i was like a teenager or a child i was like why is this 
boy that's so annoying like as soon as andy gets like all her nice clothes he's like you've changed i was like yeah she's changed for the better um <laughs> she has style now yeah i know it's like really sad how it ends i shouldn't like that it ends the way it does but anyway I, I just don't understand why she couldn't work the year and then she would be able yeah. to get any job that was the whole point anyway never mind um but this is just like i think this is kind of shape the way i view the fashion industry and i take it as mm. fact that this is what it would be like <laughs> so something i kind of forgot about but so emily who is uh emily blunt emily blunt, <laughs> emily, emily blunt. um <laughs> absolutely incredible from emily blunt great role oh yeah but she does like basically her whole character is like has an eating disorder that's the whole plot point for this woman um because she wants to go to paris fashion week and she wants to be good at her job listen i admire the work ethic but i don't admire the eating disorder at all um (laughs) basically so this is a quote i'm on this new diet it's very effective well i don't eat anything and when when i feel like i'm going to faint i eat a cube of cheese comedy wise yes okay but I think this, I don't think this was like, I don't see it as comedy. I just see that as probably the case. I mean, again, to go back to Gigi Hadid being told to eat half an almond when she felt faint. Yeah. It's not that far-fetched, is it? Eat a teeny cube of cheese, just an almond. And I I mean, you've probably saw this as well, but I didn't know that um, Anne Hathaway was told to gain 10 pounds to play Andy. And then she was promptly made to lose it again when none of the wardrobe fit her. No. So, um, not only was this the perceived amount of weight that stood between her being this frumpy intern and the superstar that is Anne Hathaway, but like the amount, like she's just kind, it's kind of just part of it that she's like kind of dowdy yeah. and she's kind of bigger and, and no like she doesn't, reason. she's not doing this. There's no reason for that to be a part of the plot, no. like at all. It doesn't impact it. And I, although then, like because it was so integral to the fashion industry, if you compare. Yeah. Andy to Emily, Emily is constantly on a diet because she wants to do well in the fashion industry whereas Andy, yep. who is meant to be our protagonist, kind of is the opposite of that and then when she gets sucked into the world of fashion, which is shown to be bad and probably should have been, she's like suddenly fits into these small clothing this small clothing yep. sample size, but like yeah. they, they specifically mention her clothing size in the film and mm. like she's like scorned for eating lunch and i just like see like i just don't think that that's a lie i think that's probably what working at vogue is was like and still is like absolutely you imagine if yeah. i just turned up with like a sausage sandwich at vogue for lunch oh my god they're like what You'd be shamed out of their burnt steak just imagine they're really mean i think they are Although if they want to give me a job like i'm not gonna say no <laughs> just wouldn't like i'd take it i i honestly if i was in andy's position i would have worked the year yeah absolutely you would have worked the year what she did got... she, was she there for like three months she got, yeah she, and she got she got to go to paris fashion week and she got a whole new wardrobe just for free because she worked yep. at vogue she was an assistant and that was her first job out of uni as well. Like that's the, really that's boring. the real fantasy she was, of it. She's really, she had like her own flat that she lived in. She's like living the dream in New York. I know that. I think about the montage. Like the clothing's not even nice, but the montage of her when she's like 
walking down the street or like across the road and like cars pass by and then her outfit will change. All the different outfits. I absolutely love that. Like I could just watch that on a loop (laughs) to make myself happy because it's just incredible. It's iconic. But I do think that's probably what working for Vogue would be like. Yeah. Terrible. (laughs) I just, I, yeah. And Meryl Streep is just, oh my God. God, she's incredible in it. Yeah, she's so good. I mean, she's incredible in everything. Yeah, but, but specifically I think in this role, like I, Miranda I Priestly mean, like, was. Oh my god. I mean, I know I shouldn't, but I do kind of look up to her. Oh yeah. Like, I don't want to be her at all because it's everything I disagree with. I yeah. think it's just the confidence, but mm-hmm. she's not happy. No, she's not a happy woman. Which makes me <laughs> is like Anna Wintour not happy? I don't think I she don't can think be. She can be. No. I just don't think she can. I definitely think she's exploiting workers. I think she <laughs> loves it too. Mm. Well, she definitely is. Anyway, <laughs> that's all I have to say. I'm done. Yeah, I think if that's the the lasting impression we leave from this episode, it's go and watch The Devil Wears Prada. Um, and if you find bits problematic, just go, oh, we don't have to bring that into no. 2021. Like, that's fine. We can leave it behind. But like, honestly, enjoy it for what it is. We have kind of introduced, like, a film night. Like, because I think what you should do after <laughs> listening to this is first start by watching The Devil Was Prada. Then watch Confessions of a Shopaholic. <gasps> yes. Because, or maybe the other way around. But I, but I, think. I think Confessions of mm. a Shopaholic is somehow happier. Because it's more realistic. Yeah. Am I more likely to work at Vogue or am I more likely to be in crippling debt? <laughs> Spiral into debt. And then she gets to marry a really, not marry, but she like gets with a really nice rich man. Yeah. Who's like really friendly and lovely. And that makes me, actually I might watch the devil, uh, not the devil's pride, I might watch Confessions <laughs> of a Shopaholic after that. I just like, she has like, I have, I, I'm just thinking about her wardrobe in that film. I know it must. Oh, it's amazing. It's just so good. <laughs> It's my dream to be in debt. <laughs> Don't have to dream. There, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's not a dream anymore. <laughs> my life has become the dream. <laughs> I might buy some clothes and then I can just really feel that um, dream. She had such a... The worms of capitalism have infected really my an brain. Issue. Like, it's just really a problem for me. Probably a problem what for is? everyone. Uh, like, capitalism and fashion... And I know you don't have to tell me. Like, it's just like a problem. Like, it's just a problem. I like pretty things. Yeah, I know. And like now, like mm. also, I've got to think about like the exploitation of the workers who are making the clothes. Yeah. And I that's want to. One. Like that's not me complaining. I want to, but at the same time, I very much feel a bit like a magpie. Yeah. We should probably end this. <laughs> <laughs> What's your TikTok of the week? Okay, uh, it's from at Ella Watkins. Ella dot Watkins, Watkins. If you want to um, find me on TikTok, if not, it will be on Instagram on Saturday. Which just reminds me, we didn't put the ones for this week. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> it Maybe. will probably be up there on Saturday. Um, but if it's not, just keep an eye out or you just search it yourself. Um, basically, Ella Watkins um, 
she, I've seen two of these videos, so I imagine maybe she's doing a series. But basically, she just keeps giving people the Uno reverse card. Um, and so there's one, and she's obviously playing all the characters, but she's like gone out for a meal, and someone's like, okay, your bill. And she's like, do you take card? And they're like, yeah. And she's like, Uno reverse card. And then the person that, like, the person who's the waiter is like, you can have the keys to my house. You can have this. You can have that. It's so good. Really made me laugh this week. And there's another one. I just can't remember off the top of my head what the what she does in the other one, but it's always an Uno reverse card. And Incredible. I know it's not like, it's not a specifically new joke, but the execution is excellent. So thank you, Ella, for that. Anyway, Holly. So it's from at Nick.tiff, um, who is, the caption is, proud mom of a child who's obviously haunted. And um, they do a skit where they're just saying, like, Lysinthia, stop crawling on the ceiling, please. Like, put the spiders <laughs> back where they belong. No, that don't bite good. her. Like, don't bite her. But it's just completely being, like, oblivious yeah. to all the haunted things that this the child is... And it's, like, it's just the mom talking like yeah. it's not a real thing. So it's I incredible. Love it. I love it. Um, It's great. I am just looking at myself yeah. and thinking I look very much like James Charles when he, like, did his makeup, you know, like, like meme, where he's got, like, the <laughs> white makeup on. It's like, hi sisters! I look exactly like that because the lighting, it's suddenly gotten very dark and all the lighting is just on my face. I'm a ghost. Anyway, bye sisters! Bye sisters! Uh, if you want to follow us on the Meads, well, they'll be linked. <laughs> what more can I give you? Uh, we also have a Patreon. We do. If you've got any money? Please, sir. Give us your can money. I have some <laughs> so then we can buy some clothes, but ethically. <laughs> no, we would use some to support the podcast. We would buy some technology. I, I don't know. Like, just. We yeah, would. It would be old podcast related stuff. Don't worry. We wouldn't just waste it. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.